You're listening to the Off the Line Soccer Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Off the Line Soccer Podcast. My name's Jack. Today I'm joined by Jake and Aiden. How are you guys doing today? Hi Jack. Hi Aiden. I'm doing good. Um, just happy that we're back after last week's episode. It was really fun. Um, looking forward to this one too. And I've just been uh, watching basketball this last week and working getting ready for the start of school. But uh, what are you up to Aiden? Also waiting for the start of school. And yeah, I'm pumped because my classes start a week after yours. Very good news. Other good news. <laughs> yep, Flyers are going to game seven. Came back from 3-1 deficit. Hopefully they can close the show tomorrow night. And just looking forward to some more transfers in the start of the season. How are you, Jack? I'm good. I'm excited that the season's about to start again for the Premier League. I'm uh, currently waiting the announcement of Alan DeCourie and James Rodriguez from Everton, but it looks like they're going to announce them. We're recording this on a Friday. It looks like they're probably going to announce it on a Saturday, um, even though on Twitter I'm seeing there's a meltdown and people think that the deals aren't going to get done. Uh, so to those people, I say just relax. The deals are going to get done, um, and we're going to actually have a midfield this season. So I'm super excited for this season. Uh, hopefully it doesn't come back to bite me, but I'm actually positive. Um, over the last couple of days, I've been thinking about the team and how much better it should be after the signings. And I'm just looking forward to, um, to the season coming up. So yeah, it should be good. Uh, today's episode, we're just going to do our fantasy premier league teams. We're going to run through our players that we've selected and give justifications as to why we've chosen those players and, yeah, have some fun, just a fun episode, and then we'll be back next week with our uh, predictions for the upcoming season. Um, we're going to have the league for fantasy, for the fantasy Premier League. It's going to be up. We'll put all the information on our Twitter. So if you want to find the league, it's at OTL Soccer Pod on Twitter. Um, you'll find all the information on the page. So that'll be up when this is up. Um, that being said, I think we can jump straight into it. Uh, we can start with the goalkeepers. Jake, who did you choose for your goalkeepers? So for my two goalkeepers, um, I chose Matt Ryan from Brighton for $4.5 million and uh, Aaron Ramsdale for $5 million. Um, the reasoning for me was Matt Ryan, uh, just he usually he gets a lot of volume of shots. Um, he's one of the most worked goalkeepers in the league. Um, and if he can have like a great performance and keep a clean sheet here or there, save a penalty. Um That'll really help for, for my team, for my points usually. And uh, for Aaron Ramsdale, um, I basically chose him based on Sheffield United's uh, defensive record last season. Um, again, if they have like a, a decent defensive season again, that'll really help with the clean sheet points and all that. And, um, and yeah, he's a highly touted goalkeeper too. So hopefully the two go together well. Um, and yeah, that was basically my thinking for my two goalkeepers. Aiden, who'd you pick? Yeah, I just want to – those are good selections, obviously. I just want to start off by saying I did use the the full amount of the budget here, the whole $100 million. And uh, for my keepers, I have Maddie Ryan, same as you. And, yeah, basically the same reasons as you. I picked him. He just gets a lot of shots, even though I wouldn't say Brighton are the, the best defensive team at times. He gets a lot of shots and used $4.5 million, so I thought that was a decent enough price. There wasn't too many goalies at $4 million that I was looking at, so I went with a couple that were 4.5. So I also went with McCarthy from Southampton. Uh, 
he also gets a lot of shots. And I mean, and I don't really think he's an amazing goalie at all with his feet, but hopefully he can do the business with his hands this season. Who did you pick, Jack? Oh, sorry, but, but sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm the other reason why I picked McCarthy is because he doesn't play like anyone good for the first nine weeks. He only plays like one of the top five teams, so he can actually be someone who's more of a uh, someone more of a stalwart in the team. He'll be there for many game weeks. Sorry, Jack, go on. Yeah, no, it's all good. I I went with McCarthy uh, for four point five and Nealon from Villa for four million. Uh, I'm barely gonna play Nealon because he's he only cost four million, so he's the backup, and I just wanted the cheapest backup as I could. And like you said, for the same reason, Aiden, I went with McCarthy. He's got like Southampton are. I think they're gonna have a decent season, and I think that the the run of fixtures to start the season really benefits. Um, McCarthy and Southampton so hopefully I can get uh, quite a few points earlier on in the season uh, Jake do you want to go into your top defenders or most expensive defenders I think that's probably the easiest way we can do this if we go like most expensive to least expensive well the first one I'm sure we all have him uh, Trent obviously just he's the most expensive defender at 7.5 million but it's probably it's definitely going to be worth it because he's like he puts up some of the highest attacking numbers in the league and and definitely for defenders um you know takes set pieces takes corners that can help with the assists um we know all about his crossing uh we know how important the fullbacks are to liverpool too to get forward um so um yeah i think it's just pretty much a no-brainer for for most people who are playing fantasy this year yeah uh just before I go on to my most expensive, I also had Trent, but I was just going to say that uh, obviously we all have different strategies for fantasy and just based on my team, this isn't really the team that I wanted to pick for the whole season, but just since there's a bunch of teams that aren't playing the first game week, they don't have fixtures. I just had to adjust it, which will probably mean that I'm going to use my wild card in like game week two or game week three and make some big changes, but this is the team that we're rolling with for now. So I also have Trent for all the same reasons. Jake had, what do you have, Jack? I have him too. He's just gets so many crosses every single game. And he's probably the number one player that you'd want in the team. Yes, sir. All right. Um, and yeah, just before I name the rest of them, my strategy too was also try and pick like defenders who will get clean sheets and could get a goal here and there. But, but especially cheap because clean sheets are obviously a lot harder to get than goals. Um, so the odds are way down that we're going to get clean sheet points. So I just figured I'd, I'd mention that first. Um, so having said that, my second highest defenders, I have two of them who are 5 million. Um, and the first one I have is Ben Mee. Just, and obviously we all know uh, the way Burnley play. Um, how, you know, how defensive they are, uh, how solid they are defensively, I guess. And he's also another one who could chip in with a goal or two a season. So even though it's not the highest amount for defender, it could definitely help. Uh, Aiden, who do you have? I have, uh, I like Ben Mee. That's a good pick. I think he could get some goals. I didn't pick him, unfortunately, but um, I have two that are 4.5. The first one I'll go for is uh, Vinagra from Wolves. I have him. My defense is very, very cheap because obviously I don't have any 5 million defenders in there. Yeah, I have Vinagra from Wolves. 
he should be playing uh, with Johnny's injury. Hopefully he'll get a good – they have a bit of a tough run for the first two games. I mean, I don't think they're going to be getting scored on too much, hopefully, by Sheffield. But then they play City the game after that. And then they have quite a few green fixtures for the next five. So hopefully he can uh, stay in the team, get some starts, maybe even an assist or two. But I was honestly just erring on the cheap side for my defense. Who do you have, Jack? Yeah, I kind of have a similar strategy to you for the defense. I'm not really looking to spend that much on them. I tried to find the cheapest players that I could that I think would uh, probably not not get clean sheets because most of them are from teams a little bit further down the table, but at least teams that are trying to attack and get forward. So maybe there's the potential that these guys are going to get some assists from crosses. Uh, with that being said, my second defender at 5.5 million, I went with Kieran Tierney because I think Arsenal, uh, under Arteta, over the course of a full season, I think that Tierney just bombing up and down that left-hand side. I, I hope that he gets a couple of assists. I think he will, and and we've already we've already seen his link up with with the the Arsenal attack already in the last couple of games. And I think that over the course of a season, he's a solid option to get uh, quite a few assists from the crosses. Yeah, good call. Um... So the next defender I have, he's my next uh, 5 million defender. I have John Egan. Um, again, mostly for the same reasons as I had for Ramsdale. Um, uh, Egan, he scored near the end of the season against Wolves. So that, it, I mean, I know it's only one goal, but it definitely helped to convince me. Um, and he was pretty solid the whole season. I mean, he, Sheffield United had a great record when he was playing. And when he was suspended for those three games, um, I believe they lost two and drew one of them. Um, so basically, just it just showed how important he was to the defense and how much better he makes them. And and yeah, just a like I said before, just solid defensively. So hoping for some clean sheet points and maybe a goal or two at the other end again. Like uh, I like those picks. I really like Tierney Jack. I've already switched up my team like three times. I did have him <laughs> in it before as my second highest. Like he was a he was a lock there. But then there had to be another big gun put in the midfield that you'll see later. So Tierney had to be ousted. And obviously, these teams are all dependent on some, maybe some massive transfers coming through. It could could be switched up, you know. So, if you're watching this, do not copy and paste these teams <laughs> yeah. without looking at the transfers. <laughs> but my uh, my third defender, the other four point five I took was James Justin uh, from Leicester. Yeah, I believe that uh, Pereira is still injured. I mean. Justin has some interesting times defensively sometimes, but I've seen him get up and down the wing. I was watching Lester at the end of the season, so I think he'll be he'll be fine. And again, mostly it's about the price for me. He was four point five, and I think he, yeah. he's decent going forward. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. I'm I'm with you, Aiden. I went the rest of my defenders. Uh, all three of them are 4.5 and they're cheap and I think that they could potentially get some assists but I'm saving I'm saving all of my my money in the bank for for the uh, mostly the midfield but uh, the next defender I went with was uh, Kyle Walker Peters from Southampton now he's moved from Spurs to Southampton to make that permanent and uh, after football return after the lockdown he was very very good every single game and I think that with uh, some solid additions from Southampton in the summer and their 
uh, offensive style under Hasenhutl and willing to press and really attack the opposition in every single game. I think that uh, might be a solid option over the course of the season just to get quite a few. I, I'm going to say he's going to get quite a few of assists, actually. Um, at 4.5 million, his his value may, might rise in the in the future. So you never know with potential transfers, depending on how the team's doing later on in the season. Jake, who'd you go with? Um, my second to last one is I went with Nathan Ferguson. He's a four million defender. Um, just moved from West Brom to Crystal Palace. Um, he's a he's a right back. So again, just the crossing came to my mind. The four million is really what convinced me. Um. And, well, I guess by all accounts, he did play well in the championship, but I'm not going to pretend like I watched him that much. But um, this is another one that might be a change because I just I just saw today when I pulled open the team, he has um, he's a, he has a knee injury and he's an unspecified return date. So I think this one might change, so I won't spend too much time talking about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe you could pick up the guy that I have from the same team. I have uh, my one of my four million defenders. I have Mitchell from Crystal Palace. A bit of a gamble. He played against United last season. He only played about 200 minutes, but apparently he's supposed to be starting now, and uh, he has only cost four million. And you know my team likes cheap defenders. Yeah. So hopefully he can get up there, <laughs> the academy product. Go on, Jack. Yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm wondering how well these strategies are going to pay off with these with these cheap defenders. Yeah. You might end up getting absolutely no points, but I think it's worth it to get some of the better attackers in the side. Uh, I went with uh, for my second last one. I went with uh, Lamptey from Brighton. He recently made the switch uh, for 4.5 million as well. He made the switch from Chelsea to Brighton, and although I do not trust Graham Potter's side to line up. Uh, or be defensively solid at any point during the season. I do trust. Uh, I do trust him in the fact that he'll set his team up to get forward and try to attack, and just might might work out. We'll see. It is the price again, four point five million. I wanted to go cheap as possible. <laughs> yeah, my last defender. He's uh Bernardo from Brighton again. The the four million price tag is what helped. Um, and they sold their left back in January. So just an opening in the team where he could play and get some minutes and hopefully contribute something while he does that. So, yeah, that was that was the, the whole thinking behind Bernardo. Aiden, who do you have? Yeah, yeah I have Bernardo too. Right. I knew that because I told you to get him. So, yeah, uh, probably. I have <laughs> I'm to pretend like I didn't hear that though. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, basically for all the same reasons, another another cheap defender. Very, very nice to see four of my defenders combined for 17 million. So that's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty nice. <laughs> and yeah, only for me, for my team. Also, the thinking is this isn't the the finished team with the with the wild card coming in a couple weeks. But also, I'm just going to be starting three defenders every week. So yeah, as long exactly. as I have one spare guy who's who's guaranteed to start, I figure I'll be fine. Go on, Jack. Yeah, I know for some of the players that I've chosen. Uh, might not pay off over the first couple of weeks, but later on in the season, I think they'll eventually even out with the points that I'm sure that they'll uh, that they'll gain through the season. But I went with uh, for my last defender for 4.5 million. I went with Luke Ailing from from Leeds United. Mm. Now I don't rate, and I'll, we'll talk about this, and I'll probably go off on a little rant next week in our preview about Leeds and where I think they'll finish in the table. Um, but what, whatever you think about them, we do know that Bielsa is 
I think we can all agree he is insane. And uh, they will be looking to attack every single team. It doesn't matter if it's Liverpool or Man City. So I don't know, and I haven't seen enough of them see how good they are defensively, but I knew I do know in Bielsa's system, the fullbacks do just press up really, really high and stay with the attack. I think last season, I think he got four goals and four assists. So it's, it's decent Man. at championship level, probably not going to translate to the Premier League, but again, 4.5 million, you never know in Bielsa's tactics. It could completely backfire on me, but that's a gamble. I'm, that's a risk I'm willing to take at 4.5 million. Made a leap, made a leap, made a leap. Breaking news. Kai Havertz officially signs for Chelsea. Oh, my goodness. We're all going to have to blow up these teams now and replace, replace someone with Kai Havertz. Uh, midfield options. Speaking of midfield options, we're going to move on to the midfield now. Who do you have as your first midfielder, Jacob? Um, my first midfielder, and he's going to be my captain for now, um, I have Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Um, obviously very nice that he got moved back to midfield this season. Um, so it just, just guarantees a bunch of points from midfield. Um, obviously we know top goal scorer two seasons ago or joint top scorer two seasons ago and near the top last season. Um, like not, not to bash Arsenal cause they've been doing well, but he's pretty much like their main threat going forward. Um, and yeah, he, he pretty much guarantees end product. I think he's got, I can't remember his, his exact numbers, but his record in the Premier League is, like, unbelievable. Um, I think it's a goal every 0.7 games or something ridiculous like that. So, yeah, just – I mean, it is expensive at $12 million, but it, it's basically a guaranteed end product. Um, like I said, guaranteed to get me goals and get me some points. So, um, he's one I'm, I'm hoping to keep for the whole season. I have the same player, Aubameyang, as oh, my – my top one. He's he's not going to stay in my in my team. I don't think for the whole season. Um, just a bit too pricey for some other options that could come in later on. He'll probably be someone that moves out when I do the wild card. But yeah, like all the reasons you said, he really is a more of a forward. But he's listed as a midfielder. Um, but yeah, at first I just had to piss off Jack. I had Harry Kane triple captain, but I think now Bamiang's getting the triple captain since they're playing against Fulham. <laughs> Who do you have, Jack? I went, yeah, I went with Aubameyang as well. He, he, if Arsenal score, it's Aubameyang. So that's really all I have to say. It's going to be Aubameyang if Arsenal score. Um, and like you said, Aiden, I don't know if I'll stick with them for the whole season because I still don't know how much I trust Arsenal. But from what we've seen recently, they look defensively solid and Aubameyang is scoring. So for now, he is, he is the captain. He's in the team. Uh, at 12 million, he's the most expensive player in the league, but he has delivered and he scores goals. So yeah, I have Aubameyang. Uh, who else you go with, Jake? All right. So my next player is also another 12 million player. I have uh, Mo Salah in. Um, I was initially I had uh, Kevin De Bruyne in, but as we know, he's not playing the first week, so I didn't want to lose a bunch of points. So I might just switch them out. I haven't decided yet. Um, but yes. Salah playing against a newly promoted team, like Jack was talking about their defense earlier. We're not too sure like how 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 they can translate to the Premier League. Um, so yeah, and I'm just hoping Salah can take advantage of it. Um, kind of like uh, Liverpool against Norwich last season. Again, it, they were playing the the league winners from the Championship, and they just basically destroyed them. Um, 
So yeah, I'm just kind of hoping that that Salah was will do the same and just maybe score two or a goal and assist or something like that. Or that's the thinking anyway. Hopefully it pans out. Uh, Aiden, who do you have? Very nice. You must have deeper pockets than the rest of us. Two twelve million. Is that yeah. right, or is he eleven point five? No, he's twelve. Holy have, uh, smokes! I got an extra ten million Jeez. bonus. Anyways, this guy's loaded. But <laughs> I have two eight million. I have uh, Ziek or Ziech, whatever you want to say it. I have him. Just a lot of quality. Uh, we'll see. I'm kind of nervous because he's a new signing. How he'll bet in. He'll be playing against Brighton the first week, who we're obviously talking about. They're not the most defensively solid. He's probably someone I'll try to keep in the team. It all depends on Havertz's price. We'll see. Yeah. And I think uh, the combination of him and Werner could work out very well. I already saw him play a very nice pass in the preseason game against Brighton that Hudson Adoy had a shitheader that he got away with because it went right to Werner. <laughs> he tried to head it on goal and it went beside him. It was awful. But yeah, I went back to Ziak. Uh, yeah, he looks like a nice player, and I'm very excited to see him in the Premier League. A lot of people that are not United fans try to say he's better than Bruno, so we'll see about that. Yeah, we'll find Jack. out. <laughs> I went with – I know he's not playing the first week, but I went with Kevin De Bruyne because I think that his value is going to go straight to $12 million as soon as he contributes even a little bit, maybe the first couple of weeks. So I want to get him while he's at 11.5. I don't know how he's not the most expensive player yeah, in, he's the, not, oh. in the league for this. Doesn't make any sense. But yeah, he's at 11.5 million. He, he's like, he is my number one choice, like ahead of Obemiang. And I think his value is going to rise. So I'll sacrifice the short term for the long term gain over the course of the season. All right. Sounds good. Um, so for my next midfielder, I have. I have a, a big drop down in price. My next most expensive midfielder is 6.5 million. Um, well, yeah, you can't have three 12 million. Like, come on. I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, it's all good. Um, my next midfielder, I put I put in uh, Adama Traore. Um, probably not the not the most unique pick, but as we all saw from last season, uh, he could be pretty effective. Um, you know, he just had a big upturn in his end product last season, so – Hopefully he could keep that going this season or just, you know, keep his uh, trajectory going upwards and contribute uh, goals and assists. And, of course, with his pace, as everyone knows, he's, he's a problem for a lot of teams. Um, so I'm just hoping he, he'll have, he'll have uh, the same kind of season as he did last season. It'll get me some nice points for, for relatively cheap, I think, 6.5 million. I think that's pretty good. My next midfielder, another $8 million. I like both those choices, by the way. The last the last two that you guys said, those are good ones. And I like that strategy, Jack, of uh, taking the, the long-term approach with swapping them out. But I have uh, Willie Ann as my next one for Ooh. Arsenal. Again, uh, a couple weak fixtures to start the season, in my opinion. Fulham and West Ham. He might not stay around forever, but I think he could be uh, – a mixture of a goal and an assist machine with those options that they have. And last season, I think he was actually one of the better players for Chelsea. Uh, their best players I thought were on the wings for a bunch of the season, Willian and uh, Pulisic. So yeah, I just think he's going to be very good in attacking Arsenal side. Uh, what do you think, Jack? Yeah, I think that's a solid pick. Obviously, Willian knows the league. And last season, I think statistically, last season was the best uh, season that he's had in the Premier League. So, that is right. Interesting. Yeah, it could be interesting. See, if maybe he's coming into his prime a little bit later in his career, but 
uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I went with at 8 million, I went with Paul Pogba and I hope this could be a risky one. Cause I hope I like it. That, first of all, I hope he doesn't get injured. And second of all, I hope that with the signing of Donnie Van de Beek or Van de Beek or Van de Beek, what, however you say it, I hope that Pogba doesn't get shifted back into a more defensive role because then that just completely wastes this this uh, this spot in the team. But if he's given the creativity to to uh, contribute attack and given uh, pretty much no defensive responsibility. I think he'll be he'll be good to get quite a few assists and and goals over the course of the season. He's a great player uh, as long as he's not having to defend. So we'll have to see. That might be a transfer that I have to swap out depending on how they use him this season. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, good one. I like the United player. Um, uh, yeah, my next midfielder, another six point five million player from Wolves. It's uh, Diego Jota. Um, again. Him and him and Charlie, they basically kind of play as forwards, but they have them listed as midfielders. So that kind of that kind of did influence my my selection. I'm just going for the goals points here, and not 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 much else. Um, so he did have like a, a really slow start to the season last season and the season before. So that's kind of why I didn't really want to pick him. Um, but he has like both seasons, he's really turned around and just just uh you know hit hit some pretty good heights. Um. So he's one who I might swap out and just bring him back in later. Uh, I haven't completely decided yet, but um, yeah, I do like it. I mean, sometimes if Wolves play with a front three of him, him and Ez and Charry, then that would be really good um, for for me. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of hoping that his his slow his slow start to the season doesn't happen this time. But um, I'm really unsure about this one. But Aiden, who did you pick? Yeah, and my next pick is a, a bit of a drop-off in price, but it's a very popular one among FPL owners. I have uh, St. Maximin from Newcastle. Um, he had, uh, I think, three braces after the lockdown or something like that to end a season. So I just think he's really the only one of the only good players in that entire squad. Yeah, <laughs> um, and kind of the catalyst for what they do, especially yeah. going forward. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. I like him. He just seems like a player that can just make something out of nothing. Sometimes he has a bit of flair, and again, he's a he's a cheap option and someone that I think gives good value for money. What Who was his have? price again? Five point five. Oh, nice. Who do you have, Jack? Uh, I went with Wilf Zaha for seven million. And this is because I know he didn't have the best season last time round, but with the signing of Barry Eze and hopefully Zaha doesn't leave, that would that wouldn't be good. I think he's staying though. I don't think anybody can afford him. But with the signing of Barry Eze, I'm hoping that some, like some of the responsibility going forward is taken away from Zaha, and at least he can be spread around the pitch. Because as we all know, for most of the games that Zaha plays, he's marked by like three guys every single game because he's the only one who really causes any problems going forward for Palace but uh, with Eze coming in and hopefully you can make that transition I think he probably should be okay um, takes some of the responsibility off of Zaha and gives him a little bit more space to operate hopefully and we know he's a match winner on his day and hopefully he comes back to form this season but I could be wrong but yeah at seven million it's it's not the the biggest risk yep um 
Yeah, that's a good one. Um, my last one, it will be popular with Jack. I picked Anthony Gordon, um, 4.5 million player. And I think this will well, almost definitely it'll be his breakthrough season. So he'll get, he'll get his chances. Um, he did start playing quite a bit. I think if I'm not wrong, after the lockdown resumed, um, at, at the end of last season and yeah he looks like he looks like a really good player so even this season if he has like a season like not even just as good as Greenwood's debut season last season but something comparable to that then I think it's uh it'll be worth it I mean I know it's it's um it's not very likely probably but just hoping and yeah he's just an exciting player and I needed to to fill out the midfield with a cheap option so Aiden who'd you pick? Uh, yeah, I went with the same player. I went with Anthony Gordon as the last midfielder. I was just looking at the the list of 4.5 midfielders, and there was no one exciting on there except for him. And last season, yeah, you, as you were saying, after lockdown, there was a couple games there where he like created the most chances in the match or the most chances in a half for Everton. Obviously, the team looks like it's going to be a bit different, and with some incoming transfers, we'll have to monitor the prices of these players, players like James Rodriguez and such. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Gordon Gordon does look like a good player. Uh, Jake, interesting, saying that perhaps he'll just go below Greenwood season. That would be quite something, to be honest with you. But, uh, <laughs> but that, I have high hopes. That's what we like to see for young players. And hopefully he proves me wrong. Hopefully he does it. He does look like a good player. Who did you have, Jack? Well, yeah, really quickly before I reveal my player, I would say out of all the 4.5 million midfielders that I saw, and I was going to go with Anthony Gordon, but I changed my team around just for the sake of game time. I would say out of all of the 4.5 million rated midfielders, he's probably the most likely to score because if he doesn't get loaned out, which I don't believe he will, I think there are rumors he was going to Watford on loan with Decoury coming in, but I don't think it's going to happen. He is very, very direct and like takes responsibility on the field. And if given the opportunity, he will get a he will get a couple of goals and a couple of assists at least uh, this season. It probably will be the breakthrough season for him. So out of all, yeah, if you're looking for a cheap option, he's probably for midfield, in my opinion, someone who's going to get uh, an opportunity. He's probably going to contribute uh, quite heavily if he's given when he's given the chance. So I think that's that's smart. Uh, the last midfielder I went with, yep, no problem. <laughs> the last midfielder I went with at 5.5 million, I went with Musa Gineppo from Southampton. Yes. Because he had a lot of injury problems last season. I think he missed like the entire season, if not like, yeah, most of the season. But we have seen him in Southampton with Hass Noodle coming in and really transforming that side. I think a player of Gineppo's quality and, and, uh, technique and pace and you know dribbling ability I think he's always a goal threat when he does play and I think that if he can stay fully fit I think this could be a breakthrough season for him so I think I think Southampton are going to have a really good season and yeah 5.5 million I think that his his output might be uh, a little bit greater than some people expect Jack is that three Southampton players for you it is three Southampton players. He's in a big. Team. He's a big Alpine Klopp guy. Yeah. 
can't wait to see what you have them finishing in your prediction next week. I like yeah. I like Jack's team. He's got the team bounce back too. Everyone just injured and not had a good season <laughs> last season. Yeah, I think I've also I think I've also mentioned Hass Noodle's name like ten times so far on this on this podcast today. But Fair that's enough. all right. <laughs> Could be worse. Um, uh, Jake, who are your attackers? Yeah, so my first one. It's finally it's about time. It's my first United player. Um, <laughs> I have Anthony Martial, um, obviously, uh, United's top goal scorer last season with, I feel bad for not knowing, it's either 23 or 22 goals. Um, finished one, one ahead of, of Rashford. Um, he had, you know, he, he spent he spent two months of the season out injured and he still had a very good season. Um, uh, when he was out injured, you know, United didn't look didn't look like they were able to score. I think uh, when he was injured, it was the period when United went, I believe, 12 games in a row, scoring one goal or less. Um, so I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but it kind of just shows like his impact in my mind anyway um, and how valuable he is to the team. Um, yeah, scored a hat-trick last season, United's first since Van Persie in the Premier League. Um, and, yeah, just looking forward, hopefully with uh, – hopefully with some more reinforcements coming up for United. Hopefully he get more service and more chances. Um, but yeah, just, I think it's a, it's a good pick and he's, yeah, it guarantees you at least a certain amount of goals. So I'm, I'm, I'm fairly happy with that one. Uh, Aiden, who do you have? Nice pick. I like that one. I will have some United. If Alan's wondering, we'll have United players just not right now since they're, they're not in the yeah. first game game week. I will have at least one or two. But uh, my big boys are coming in the front line here. We have the biggest of the boys. First off, we have Harry Kane up front, 10.5 million. The big lad who is hard to understand when he speaks. He's my first choice at striker. Playing against Everton. We'll see. If the new signings aren't bedded in and they have to start with a weak midfield, it could spell trouble for the Toffees early on in the season. And uh, Harry Kane could be looking to take advantage of that if the new midfielders are not in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Either way, I fancy Kane to, to get some goals since uh, it's September. Um, yeah, not August. <laughs> yeah. And um, he has four easy matches out of the first five. So he plays uh, Everton, Southampton, Newcastle, and West Ham in his first five matches. So I think he could be bagging some goals early on. Very good, Charlie. Eh, thank you. Go on, Jack. And yep. it's just Harry Kane. Uh, He's just a great striker. Sorry. I didn't feel like I gave yeah. enough justification. Go on. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is good. He can score out of nothing. Hopefully he's not fully fit and picks up an ankle injury or something. Whoa. Not that I want him to be injured, but hey, I don't want him to play against Everton because I swear it's going to be a tie. The first game of the season, Everton Spurs got draw written all over it. It always is. The first yeah, don't game they draw the quite a lot? They always, yeah, they always tie when they play each other. It's the first game of the season, too. Hopefully, yeah. Yerry Mina just absolutely bodies this guy, but we'll see. We'll we'll probably lose, but that's okay. There you uh, go. I went Good with, start. I went with, at $8 million, I went with Richarlison. And this because Richarlison is, he is, in a, he's a complete striker. He can do it all. Left foot, right foot, headers, he can do it all. Um, and with quality service from... Hopefully, when they sign, hopefully, Hamas, Dekure pushing forward, Wobi, uh, Anthony Gordon, whoever's playing out wide, 
with the strikers for Everton actually getting service this season compared to last season, where if you look at the stats, they barely got anything and were finishing like pretty well. If they actually get some chances, and I was seeing him as his stats, uh, he had like a similar like chance creation stats to Kevin De Bruyne when he plays, which is just incredible. I'm not saying he's gonna like he's not gonna equal De Bruyne, but if he gets if they get any um, any chances up front, you can expect Richarlison if he gets half a chance up front, he's gonna score. He's a really good finisher, so I'm hoping that the the new midfield for this season just makes things easier for the strikers up front. But yeah, Richarlison, if anybody's going to score for Everton, it's going to be him. Um, yeah. And at 8 million, I think his value could rise through the season, but he is Everton's greatest goal threat. So I went with Richarlison. Yep. Um, also, I, I don't know if I remember to mention or not last time, but uh, Martial is a 9 million. Um, just wanted to, to make sure I mention that. And yeah, my, my second most expensive one is also Richarlison. Um, yeah. Two Everton players. I feel kind of ashamed, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, at least it's not defenders, but yeah, pretty much everything Jack said is accurate. And yeah, he's another one. I, I know I've said it a couple of times, but he's another one who pretty much guarantees guarantees goals. Um, I think he's the best finisher in, in Everton squad. I don't think it's, re- there's really a question about it. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's not a bad piece of business here for eight million. I think it's smart. Nice. Yeah, I like Richarlison. He was in the team a couple of hours ago, but obviously my team's just set up <laughs> for the for the first matches of the season. I'm gonna be mo- I'm gonna be monitoring him, but he could go in later for for one of my strikers. Obviously, he is like whatever Jack just said. He's out everything Everton has on attack. So I'm going to be monitoring him and uh, James if he comes in, when he comes in. But to my second striker, another one of the big boys up front, we have Timo Werner at nine and a half because he's not just a number nine. He is a nine and a half. Get in there. Timo Werner. He is a great player, obviously playing for Chelsea. Uh, he has a very easy fixture schedule, except for Liverpool for his first five. He plays West Brom, Crystal Palace, Brighton, who they already played in preseason. So they'll have the scouting there, and he just scores goals for fun in the last couple of seasons. Very fast player that can get at a lot of slow Premier League defenders and make them look like they don't know how to turn around like Harry Maguire. But, yeah. um, Lewis Dunk. Yeah, yeah, hopefully Lewis Michael Dunk. Michael Keane. Yeah, lots of them. Those are all good shouts. So yeah, Werner. I just think for me, he was, he was almost like a lock for someone to pick, the nine and a half. Go Very on, good choice. Yeah, that is a good one. I, I had Werner in the team, but just I and I, I know he he will score goals. I was just slightly concerned about, you know, over the course, or not over the course of the season, but earlier on, just adapting to the league a little bit with the Chelsea signings they brought in so many players maybe the chemistry might not be there right away but it's it's a good signing like over the course of the season he'll do really well um mm-hmm. my second striker I went with Dominic Calvert-Lewin not because no, he's the no, best finisher no, you didn't. You didn't, yes, actually. yes I did I went with Calvert-Lewin for seven what is, million what the heck is going on okay hey, justify, hey, it, hey. justify it justify it <laughs> justify the number of crosses that are going to land on this man's forehead from James Rodriguez 
That is why he's this, in the team. This guy better this guy sign. Can... Yeah, imagine he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's this this podcast is going out either way. So if not, this is a terrible terrible pick from Calvert Lewin. But no, the guy leaps like a salmon. He can jump so high, and he's just gonna finish every single cross from Thomas Rodriguez. Hundred percent conversion rate. Hey, this is right. how people you know get clipped I mean. up right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many people are actually listening to this, but if you are, we appreciate you. This uh, is a header you know, from two yards out in the first game, and then it's on our Twitter page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he actually is good at heading. That's like one of his He's only good attributes. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a little disrespectful. He is in, like an incredibly good athlete. Is likely to play, unless he gets injured, which he never does, play 90 minutes every single game. And with the service uh, from Hamas, from Takure running forward, it's basically the same thing as Richarlison, except Calvert-Loon, in my opinion, is better in the air, uh, not as good of a finisher, but sometimes you don't need to be the best finisher when you're getting a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, chances. So hopefully Takure, Hamas, and Awobi, depending on how Ancelotti sets this team up. Hopefully they get some more service than last season. And uh, yeah, I don't. If he does, if he does any better than last season, then it's a good signing for for seven million. But yeah, I know there's there's like weak spots to his game. But for the sake of, uh, I just wanted to put him in there just in case he could do really well with the service. So we'll see. Yeah, seven million. Who who'd you go with, Jake? Your your last striker. Right. Um, my last striker. I went for Chris Wood at six point five million. Um. Pretty much just because there's like a I, – for a couple of years now, I've wanted to try just to put – I know I didn't do it this year either, but I wanted to try just both Burnley strikers up front just see how many goals I could get um, for cheap. But, yeah, I went for half that strategy here. I mean, Chris Wood, what did he have, 14 goals last season, I think? Um, yeah, so even if he gets like maybe two or three less than that, I think for 6.5 million, it'll be worth it. Um and again, like we said, Burnley, they're another team, kind of just cross it to the center forward, see what they can do, or to the center forward, sorry, and see what they could do. Um, and I think while well, he had a better injury record than any of the, any of the other strikers last season at Burnley, um, and he's a threat off set pieces, um, and he does kind of like to run in behind, which is kind of something that we don't really expect from him, but... Yeah, overall, it was just kind of, the, kind of like a budget striker, but one who could score goals too. Uh, Aiden, who'd you go for? Yeah, I just want to comment on uh, – I like Chris Wood. That's a very nice pick. Uh, Calvert-Lewin, I wasn't trying to be rude about him. and <laughs> it, just, it just surprised me that you put your, all your eggs in one basket there with both the Everton strikers. But Oh, it could backfire. It can backfire. probably will. But yeah, you never no know. Mistake. This could you, backfire. You will look like a genius. Like, if that does come off, you yeah. will look very smart. So – that's okay. But my last uh, forward is uh, of the big the big front three. The last of the big boys is Raul Jimenez Ooh. from Wolves. A very good player. Um, yeah, 17 goals, seven assists uh, last season. Ranked number one in threat, number two in creativity, third in influence. Uh, yeah. So he was actually ranked first when you combine all those out of all the forwards. There in the index and yeah he's really is the focal point of the attack and i think if even though some of these other players like jota and triore he did have better finishing 
based off of those creativity numbers. If he if they just get some more goals, he's going to get even more assists than he did. So and I think he's a pretty safe pick, in my opinion. Go yeah, on, very Jack. Good call. Thank you. Yep. Yep. I, I like that one. Yep. Uh, my last one. He is a big boy, but he's not not expensive. But he is big. He's also not that good. But I've Mitrovic. I've went with Mitrovic. Oh, I've gone go. for him. Not because he's good. He's not very good. He's also one of the slowest players I've ever seen in my life. The guy does not know how to run. He doesn't. But, you know, if if Fulham score, it's likely through him. Because I don't think Fulham are very good. But if they score, it's going to be through him. Last season, 41 games, he had 26 goals. Three assists in the championship. So if you get any... Well, he's not going to get a similar output to that. He's not even going to get close to it. But even if he hits close to close to 10 goals for the third-choice striker at $6 million, he's he's done a job for me. But, yeah, I, I do plan on having the Everton strike force up front with the 4-4-2 uh, that they play. But, yeah, as a third striker, Mitrovic, he'll score a couple goals at least, and that's all I need for the third choice. So what do you guys think about that one? Very good. No, I think, yeah, I think it was uh, like a lot of people's third option that they would have gone for kind of it's kind of similar to Jimenez but like a lot no offense to him probably a lot worse a lot version worse, yeah <laughs> just kind of yeah. the whole the, yeah. whole the whole attack is on him in a way well not as much as him and like not as much with Jimenez but I think it's just a safe one it's good mm-hmm. yeah I don't like know it. if he takes penalties he might take penalties I think, I think it does. might be Tom Kearney though it's either him or Tom Kearney I think true Mm-hmm. Is there any players before we before we wrap this up, or is there any players that if they came in, you guys would be because of transfer, you'd put them in probably a hundred percent, no matter their price. Obviously, it's hard for us to just make up prices on the spot, but for me, if Sancho came in, I would have to flip the team around. Came into United, obviously, I'd yeah. have to flip the team around completely. Is there anyone that you guys can think of, like Jack? If Hamez comes in, are you going to flip the team around for him a hundred percent? I'd I'd want to. I'm still a little bit concerned about his injuries, but if I have by that logic, Calvert Lewin shouldn't be in the team. So I'm gonna go with yes. And also, what would you value him at if you're if you're uh, if you're the FPL if you're the Premier League? What would you put Hamas at? Probably like a seven and a half or a seven. Oh, I'm putting him in for seven, yeah. seven and a half. 100%. I was going to say eight or seven and a half. So, well, just just considering yeah. he hasn't played in the league, he's injury yeah. prone, and like someone like Greenwood is seven and a half. So, you'll probably be yeah. like seven and a half, I would think. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm putting him in the team if it's anywhere around there. A hundred percent, he's going in the team. Hopefully, he doesn't get injured because if he gets injured, he is he's the linchpin to my team, but he's not in my already. Team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he hasn't yeah, he, even signed yet. <laughs> I mean, he he could be eight. Like, if you think, I don't know, it just depends how much you think they're going to value him compared to like someone like Willian, who's at eight. Yeah, I yeah. think he'd be a bit lower just because he hasn't played in the league, and and he's no offense, yeah. but he's at he's at Everton, so like, not that it's going to be bad or whatever, but just like the attacking opportunities with other players around him, like William has Obama Yang kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jacob, any players that you would flip the team around for? Not that in? I could think of just Sancho. Like you said, um, I just don't want to regurgitate what you said word for word, but yeah, Sancho would be the one that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, and other than that, I can't really think of any, 
any really notable ones. Messy the city? No, I'm just kidding. Are you guys going to be monitoring the Havertz price? I will. I will, but I'm still a little bit reserved about the fact that they've made so many so many signings so quickly. But yeah, depending on the price, I'll, I'll have to check him out because he's mm-hmm. going to be an important player for Chelsea. But yeah, he's definitely one to keep an eye out for. Yeah. Part of the reason, I know I'm just kind of going off on a tangent here, but part of the reason why I might be more inclined to like go why I went with Werner and Ziyech and why not Havertz is because they've already been training at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had the, the end of last season and the preseason. So yeah, yeah, very smart. But anyways, lads, yeah. do we want to end it there? Yeah, I think that's about everything. Unless Jake, do you have anything to add? No. Not too much. No, just United made a signing this week, so it was a good week, and and yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss that a little bit more next week. <laughs> uh, next week we're gonna give our uh, preview to the upcoming season because coming very shortly let's go Um, and like i said yeah exactly like i said at the beginning of the episode if you want to get involved with the fpl league that we have we'll post all the information on our twitter page so you can go and follow that please follow it if if you're listening to this we really appreciate it uh twitter page is at otl soccer pod so all the information will be there um yeah so by the time this comes out you'll You'll have that information and they'll be ready to go. It'll be fun just to get involved with the with the league and have a little community going here. But yeah, I think that's everything. Um, so I just want to say thank you for listening and we will see you next week with our preview. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>